sweetest wood, sweetest iron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You know, it doesn't matter how many years pass, I'm always caught off guard by the power that the sense of smell makes to our memories. And it catches you off guard. Sometimes you may wake up in the morning and maybe it rained the night before and the, and the smell of wet grass takes you back to some place. Or in the summertime when the rain would fall on hot asphalt, and it gives that smell. We know smells of plants that are in bloom, flowers, take us back to childhood or happy memories. Sometimes those memories aren't so happy. Sometimes you maybe you've had something that made you sick that you ate and the smell of that uh, always takes you back to that uncomfortable moment. Hopefully the smell of incense, wherever you are, will bring you back to the place that is of prayer in this church. Sometimes I wonder, though, when we think about these memories that we have, that we have this intuition to forget all that's past, to repress those memories, and to act like they, they didn't happen. And there's a great fault in that. You know, St. Paul said that he is forgetting what lies behind, but he's straining toward what lies ahead. But he's not saying that he is forgetting all of his past. What he's saying is his past has been dealt with in Jesus Christ. Instead of forgetting what happened in the past, he took those wounds of his own rebellion and his own persecution of Jesus Christ through his church. And his own wounds, that thorn in his side that he complained about, was pressed against the wounds of our Lord. And there he found his healing. And one of the famous lessons that's always associated with this feast day, the Feast of the Holy Cross, we go back to Numbers chapter 22. It's a story you likely remember of the Israelites wandering in the wilderness and they are afflicted with a plague of venomous snakes. What is the remedy for their plague? but to cast their eyes upon a bronze version of that which brought them death. The remedy, the healing, the way forward was not to forget about this difficult episode, but to face it head on, not to be governed by it, but to allow its power to be defeated by the power of the one who holds life and death. Almighty God, Jesus Christ. And that's the thing about the cross, friends, is that it's here at the wood of the cross that we encounter the unimaginable love and grace and mercy of the Lord. It's here where we come to church not to hide from our past, not to hide from those memories, but to bring them to the surface so they may come in contact with the cross of our Lord. And it is there that we may find our healing. And that is the message in the church that we long so much for people to hear and to understand as so many of us, all of us, live our lives pretending, projecting a facade, 
an appearance of how things we would like them to be. But we know that we all carry our wounds. We all are plagued by those unhappy memories that we have not dealt with. And sometimes, like a smell, we're triggered and it takes us right back to that place, right back to that moment where we were wounded. And we have a difficult time seeing a way forward. But we don't come here to hide or to pretend. We come here so that our wounds may touch the wounds of Jesus Christ. When we are told that we must carry our own cross, that doesn't always mean that we will have to receive a new cross in the future. It may mean that we were born with a kind of cross, that we inherited a kind of cross, that we were given one at an early age. But that cross is our reminder to come in contact with the love and grace and mercy of Jesus Christ when he gave his life for us, to go to that moment of pain so that ours may find healing and a way forward. Someone reminded uh, me of what the Bishop of Armagh in Ireland said recently in a homily talking about Queen Elizabeth II. And he drew reference to her own baptism according to the 1662 Book of Common Prayer. Listen to these words that were said over her so long ago. We receive this person into the congregation of Christ's flock and do sign her with the sign of the cross in token that hereafter she shall not be ashamed to confess the faith of Christ crucified and manfully to fight under his banner against sin, the world and the devil, and to continue Christ's faithful soldier and servant until her life's end. In baptism, we are given the cross literally as it is signed on our head, and we're also given the means to carry our wounds and the wounds that we carry of others to bring them in contact with the only wounds that heal. Some of you have been to Israel on pilgrimage. Some of you have yet to go with me to Israel on pilgrimage. But those who have been know that the highlight, I think, for so many of us, and you've heard me say this before, is to get up very early and make our way to the Church of the Holy Sepulcher right when it opens, so we have the whole church to ourselves. There are fewer people in that grand church than are in this Mass tonight. And to go to the place of Calvary, to go to the rock in which our Lord's cross was inserted, and to crawl on our knees, to touch that stone, and to embrace the place where our salvation was won, and the one thing that always, always catches me off guard but brings me such peace is the smell. It smells like nard, this pure aroma where countless pilgrims have come to anoint that rock. When you go to the anointing stone where he was anointed and pilgrims begin there, there is this aroma that carries throughout the whole church. And I love that smell. And so I would buy vials of that very oil 
and bring it back with me. And whenever I was wounded, whenever I am wounded, whenever I am weak, whenever I feel myself forgetting the joy and peace that comes from our Lord, I unscrew the cap and I breathe. And our body does its job and takes me back to that place where my wounds and your wounds were healed by his. So my invitation for you, friends, who've made this pilgrimage to this place where Calvary is brought to us is to make a memory. And make a memory that is connected with your sense of smell. After you receive Holy Communion, if you choose to receive Holy Communion, there'll be two servers on either side of the church with this very oil. You may wish the hands that receive the host of our Lord, the hands that you labor and toil with every day to receive this oil so that you may breathe it in. And whenever you find yourself weak and burdened and plagued by the past, may you remember the cross of our Lord, the sweetest wood, the sweetest iron, and never forget. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.